When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, heroes, and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot. I'm Tracy Barnett, your host and narrator. Heroes, the holiday week caught me in kind of a rush, and this episode is going up a day late. My deepest apologies for that, but you get to hear part three of our Shotguns and Sorcery series right now. So, without any further delay, let's get to the show. Uh, for the last couple of weeks, like you have seen Evelyn in the slide away. And like Evelyn, you know, uh she she's she is younger than like uh her her sister was. And she's like an experienced adventurer, definitely like ha- has a rep in the field, but still, you know, it, it's a sort of thing where occasionally there are some people who don't know how to act or whatnot. It's always good to have a friend around to to like make sure that like nobody gives you too much trouble. And so occasionally she will pull you into a conversation and you being a good friend, you know, okay, there's someone to watch out for. And one of those nights, there is a guy dressed in a dark black cloak. He's got round sunglasses that are gold rimmed, which means he has money, probably a bit too much money to be eaten in an establishment like this. And he's got a wide brimmed hat. Yeah, I'm uh, gonna just get the cue from Evelyn and uh, kind of walk over to that guy and go, uh, hey, buddy, what's uh, what's a guy like you doing in a place like this? I am just looking to eat at this establishment as it is quite late and this is open. Oh, man, you're giving me vibes already. Uh, look, um, <laughs> I don't want to be a bother to you. I know you're just trying to get some grub late night. I, I can understand that. You a uh, adventure type? You uh, coming from beyond the wall? You going to the wall? How's that? How's, uh, how's your life treating you? I try to avoid interacting with the wall, if at all necessary. Oof, boy, you are just consistent. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, that's 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 uh, good good times, man. I, I, People typically have a character trait and stick to it. It makes it easier to distinguish one character from the next. You uh, that's that's a unique flavor that we're gonna have to get used to there. Um, listen, I, I, no, I, I, I'm not trying to get all in your business. I just uh, you, you you're kind of giving a couple of my friends the wiggies, and I'm just kind of vibe checking you. Not gonna lie, getting the wiggies myself from you, but uh, you seem harmless enough. I why don't I why don't I pay for your dinner and uh and we we get you uh get you back home, huh? 
This is an acceptable bargain. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, yikes. All right, so uh, I'm I'm Noah. The any chance that I could get your name there, Pally? <laughs> and now I have to do the worst task in any DM life: <laughs> thinking of a name of a character. I I like to imagine like this character is just straight off looking off into the distance while we're trying to come up with a name for him. Yeah, like that's the thing. He's got the sunglasses on. You really can't tell what direction he is looking. He is like talking, but he is definitely not looking at you as he talks. Talson. Okay, Talson. Uh, let's see. That uh, that's a that's a nice name. Uh, I got your food uh, here all taken care of. Why don't we, uh, why don't we get you on out of here? I, I, it's nice to meet you, by the way. I'm Noah. Uh, I just, uh, I just, the people here are real particular about the regulars and whatnot around this time of hour. So, uh, yeah, well, I'll not take care of you, Towson. Yeesh. Unfortunate, <laughs> but acceptable. And you kind of like guide this guy out of the door. And like, we'll say it's raining this night too. It just very frequently rains here in this area. Um, and outside the diner, like there's a thunder strike and you could just see like the silhouette of Talson in the window and like kind of everybody in the bar, like collectively gives a shiver. Um, <laughs> like as soon as, as soon as I get him out with his food, I just kind of, look back at everybody else in the establishment like the fuck was that <laughs> yeah and uh, like just some some of the older like uh saltier adventures just like shrug go some motherfuckers man jeez <laughs> uh, you know what I, I know this is a weird question to ask but mm -hmm. does Talson have a particular scent oh yeah he does you tell me what that scent is I think he's got a very unique, and I use that word on purpose, but he's got a very unique cologne that's like a lot. <laughs> I think, I think there, it, 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 there's like a hint of like sulfur that comes. Um, yeah. Like this, this guy's not right. Like there's just like something off about his scent. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm just gonna, in the flashback, go back to Evelyn like, uh, you know, you owe me double for that one, right? That was a weird, that was a weird guy. Just, ugh. I'm sorry, Noah. I, I, I don't know how I attract him. Uh, and, uh, I think, it, like, the flashback might end with Noah showing a little bit more affection that he's led on to, uh, to, to Evelyn. Just like, a, a hug or something like yeah yeah that yeah and then he's just like then uh yeah I, i'd say that's where the flashback went in with just him having this experience with the weird guy and, and, and as soon as like that memory comes he goes oh god i think i know i think i know who uh who's involved here talson uh you heard of him john wait a minute talson yeah oh Oh no, no, we don't, we don't want any of this, fellas. We, we should, we, we, we should all just forget this ever happened and 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 go our ways, okay? Why you say that? He's a, he's, 
He's a made guy. Keep going, little songbird. Okay. You know the guys who come around knocking doors and and, and say, Hey, great place you got here. It would be a shame if, if something were to happen to it. You know those guys? Uh-huh. Yeah. Done that a few times. Yeah. He's the guy that comes knocking if you don't give them money. Okay? What's his deal besides being fucking weird? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a roll to see how much this guy would know about it, and that's yes. a two. That's a two. <laughs> uh, so this character has rolled sequentially a one and a two. So if we were to hang out, continue to hang out with this rat guy, uh, eventually he would be rolling quite well, but it would take many more rolls for that to happen. I don't know. I try to know as little as possible about people like him. Because the more you know, the more trouble it brings you, okay? All right, all right, I believe you. Okay, just listen up. Don't go away, because we might come back and see you. But uh, I like you. And you know what? The next time I'm going to come back, I'm going to bring you back a full beer. Wow, a full one. Okay, you know, that's great. I appreciate the peace offering. You know, someday... Uh, we, we we should we should go down. We should see prosciutto and look at corpses together. That that seems like a great. And way we're leaving for two, oh, good, friends, for two good friends to just okay. Listen, I I didn't know. I didn't know you got on. I didn't know you was at a whole okay. network. I didn't know that. Oh <laughs> God, I feel gross by association now. <laughs> so far, it's two of them. If there's one more, it's 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 your problem more than it is ours. <laughs> <laughs> I got the connected ability, but I didn't ask what the cost was. <laughs> All right, so I'm guessing the next step of the way is to uh, talk to the insurance folks, or are we going to look into this Talus guy? I got to tell you right off the bat, Talus is a weird, weird guy. And his cologne smells like ugh and brimstone, so... Hmm. I mean, we actually this shame. I realize you do have the underworld skill. Um, yeah. So you you might know something about this uh, that the others don't. I, I, I'm going to say this. This is probably going to start at a six because it's like deep hand knowledge. But I'm going to back it down to a three because of your skill and also the specific connection in your backstory, uh, organized crime. Yeah. I want to know who, like, I'm hoping I know who, you know, he works for or something, but so I just mm -hmm. roll. Yeah. Give it, give it a roll. Um, you're looking for a, a nine or better. I hit a 19. What on earth? Are you kidding? This is, so that, that is, that is a minor critical success. So like, uh, you happen to know a lot about this. <laughs> Apparently. This is a flashback. You said in your backstory that your father was involved in organized crime. Yeah. And generally tried to keep you separate from it, as, as, as was both of your wishes. Organized crime in this city, you know, uh, the, the, of course, there are guns. Of course, there are, are crossbows and swords and all kinds of weapons. But organized crime 
definitely makes their most dangerous agents use magic. And most of the magic that we've established in this setting uh, so far is interdimensional and, and summoning uh, being a part of that. And I think it is necessary if you are to summon something that, or at least summon the forces that you're dealing with, that your soul not be in your body when you are summoning it, because dangerous things can happen. If something goes wrong with the spell, if you get killed by one of these beings, then your soul could go to a very terrible place when you die. So I think it's one night you are young. I'll let you decide how young. But you watch your father prepare to go to work. And part of that process is watching him take his soul out and store it in a crystal ball. I am like eight, and that is a creepy thing to see. We can see from like the faint yellow light of the orb that lights, I think like the the living area of, of your like childhood apartment that you grew up in. Just like like this this faint like strip of light that you get in a door crack falls over your eye as you watch the process and it is horrific and it is something that you dream about nearly every night since you saw it happen the the sight and the sound of it are hard to escape so you know that and i am going to say that the 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 mob that is behind that practice is the one that your father used to be involved with. So you know a lot about this. Oy. And and he's the one that, uh, he belongs to that mob, I believe. Yeah, yeah. And he must have probably, like, like Talson, this Talson person, must yeah. be around the the level of responsibility that your, your father was. Like, you, all, all the telltale signs are there. You've interacted with your father when he has not had his soul in a couple times. And the way the way this guy that you just shook down described Talson, the way your your friend like Noah described uh, like this person who was stalking his friend, like it all kinds of ad, it kind of adds up, you know? Yeah, I uh, I think we know where we need to go next. Uh, you did that thing again where you, you glaze over like you figured something out. What, what do you got? Oi. Well, you know how they say you can't go home? Yeah. Well, we're going to go to, let's just say, a family reunion. We got to go see Layla. Uh, well, all right. You lead the way. Uh, hopefully this family reunion's got some good food, eh? Yeah, I'm not sure you understand metaphors, but all right, let's try. where is this located just describe describe like the 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 physical place that you're heading to so it's a it's it's a busy ish street but if you just looked at the street you would maybe not even notice it's like a wider street it's not really the the food and, and everything it's a little bit you know there people and people actually have jobs and going to work and stuff like that but if you really look at the street you'll notice that within the the um the baroque 
you know, features and everything, there's one building that seems to actually have been taken care of. That throughout, you know, mm-hmm. everything's dilapidated and has the moss growing over. But this one building seems to somebody was cleaning the outside and making sure that the gargoyles all, you know, looked gargoyly and cleaned up and stuff. And because everything else is kind of trash, you may not notice it if you just like were glancing. But when you like see it for sure, you can't see anything else. And that's where we're going. Yeah. Like one big glamour, gotta love it. And uh, it's it's where my father took me a few times, um, usually quick visits because he didn't like me being around there. But everybody was very friendly when when I was a kid. But after my father stopped uh, breathing, they didn't. Uh, let's just say that sometimes you get a, a legacy and people respect you for who parents were. These people kind of do the opposite, because if you don't follow it, what their, your parents did, they look at you worse than scum. But uh, that's where we're gonna go. Well, I'm sure that uh, with your with your charm and my sunny disposition, we'll be able to squeeze some information out of them. What are you uh, What are you hoping to find there? Well, that's hopefully where we can find out where Tolly McCreepy works. And what his uh, his mission was. Never thought I'd go looking for that weirdo, but uh, all right. What what could it hurt? It, it keeps the insurance agents uh, away from us for a little bit longer. So let's let's just. I think we're gonna find out. Oh, don't say it like that. That makes it seem like something bad's gonna happen. Yeah, just roll with it. <laughs> like you can just see Noah's like shaking his head as he continues walking. So, so approaching the building, it does look, uh, apart from it, it, its detailing, like mostly unassuming. When you get to the inside, like there is a reception area almost. I, I think this is like an appropriated hotel. It, it, it used to be a hotel um, that, that has been repurposed. There is a bar when you walk in, and the air, I think, is thick with smoke from cigarettes and, you know, other smokable substances. Uh, There are bartenders that are dressed in, like, fine black vests with, you know, very crisp white shirts. And there are people standing around that all have this, like, kind of drab cloaked look. There are a few folks here that, that, that have like wide brimmed hats, but like, you know, you, you can see pretty, pretty quickly that the, none of them is Talson. None of them is the person that you are looking for. But uh, like as you walk in, someone who is dressed as a, or dressed like in a suit with white gloves goes, good evening, gentlemen. What can I do for you? Oh, you're right. Definitely probably would have hung out here if this guy's giving me the same vibe. We're, uh, we're looking for Layla. Do you have an appointment? Tell her it's John Doe. Very well. Please, wait here. He steps away, and, like, you have a moment to take in the atmosphere here, and one of the things that strikes you is that though this is a bar, though people are getting served drinks and whatnot, it is basically dead silent nobody is talking 
Nobody is laughing. Everybody is kind of silently sitting and drinking. <sighs> Cigarettes and alcohol. That's all this place is. Eh, it's a good time if you need uh if you need a distraction. Uh does it look like anybody in particular are eyeing us? I think that is one of the things that's hard to tell. They all kind of have the the general effect that Halson did, which is they all seem to just be staring straight ahead. They're everyone is wearing sunglasses, so it is difficult to tell where their all eyes are falling. You feel very out of place because everyone here is acting very strange. Careful around here because they use magic to do almost everything and you don't even know it's happening and just gives me the willies being here. Yeah, not, uh, not one for the magic myself. I like, uh, I like to keep it old school. Well, I don't think anybody here means this harm. And I'm just going to like pull a random passerby like, hey, you mean us harm, friend? The, the person like stops rotates their entire body to look in your direction and says nothing and then rotates their body again and walks on their way. All right. Yeah, you're right. This, this place is creepy and I don't trust that <laughs> at all. Uh... The guy returns. Gentlemen, if you will follow me. <sighs> well, I mean, there's no other way for us to get the job done. So I suppose let's, uh, let's follow you. Let's, let's, let's follow the guy. What's your name again there, buddy? Oliver. Oliver. Love that. All right, Oliver, you lead the way. We'll follow. I whisper to Noah. I just go, nobody lives forever. <laughs> <laughs> he... <laughs> Yeah, he leads you through the, the, the lobby of this place. The, the floors are definitely like, well, it, it's a hotel. They're like marble floors. Uh, and the heels on his shoes clack across the marble as you move. And it is so eerie how the only thing that, that deadens the echo of this clacking is the smoke hanging in the air, making it a little thick. You come to... An elevator. Uh, not every building has an elevator here. You know, I'd say most buildings uh, around here are five or so stories. They, the amount that people were willing to walk. But here, this building, even though it's not quite conspicuous, like it has this very kind of modern system in it. He opens up the door with like this very grand looking crank again it, it's baroque so it looks like it is ivory it is full of like all of these intricate carvings and like slowly it clicks open he gestures for you to go inside and follows you in closing a cage and then slowly cranking the door closed before he flips a switch and you after a shutter start moving upwards all right well this is all right well this is uh this is a fancy place isn't it <laughs> guys really uh really splurged on the uh on the whole atmosphere love that oliver layla insists that her employees are well taken care of I'm glad you got a good boss it's important for work satisfaction to be satisfied with your employer 
like there's just like a very like you can tell no one's trying to get along with this guy, but there's just like something off. It's just yeah, that's that's uh that's great. I'm I'm glad you found uh you do you, you do what you love, you never work a day in life. That's what they say. The elevator comes to like a shuddering stop and maybe like bounces a little bit, and then he slowly opens the cage and like cranks the outer door open until you are in a like very nicely appointed office there is a lot of like fine kind of velvet furniture there are gilded features around there is a brilliant crystal ashtray sitting on a low table there that is like full of cigarettes and there's a woman who looks to be in her 70s. She's real short. She's like five feet, five foot two. Her hair is like salt and pepper. And it's done up in like kind of a bun that's got like this beautiful, like I, I think like kind of ivory and, and silver like stick stuck through it, holding it all together. And she also, she wears glasses that are gold rimmed and she crosses the floor and approaches the two of you. When they told me, I didn't believe it. Is that little Johnny all grown up? What's the story, Morning Glory? Come in, come in, come in. Uh, Oliver, take the elevator down. We we may we may be a while. Uh, gentlemen, c- c- can I offer you anything? Ali, what do you got? All what do you got on deck? I got in last night. This this great whiskey. It's been aging. Goodness knows how long. You wouldn't believe it. You know how the dwarves they've got this cultural thing where, where, where they keep uh, uh, the spirits of home close to them in those little casks. So this dwarven adventurer goes beyond the wall, suffers one of the terrible fates that you can suffer in there, and he had navigated himself into this place that gets unstuck in time. And when they find him, you know, he went in, maybe three weeks ago they find him the next week he's a skeleton been dead 200 years and that barrel that little barrel of whiskey has been aging 200 years smooth as you can imagine yeah i gotta say sorry for the fella who uh you had to uh bite it like that but uh his loss is our gain huh in this world, that is the only rule. Someone else's loss is your gain. Now, what can I do for little Johnny? You come looking for work? You know, Telson? Well, you know, I employ a lot of people, Johnny. I might have an employee on the record named Towson, but why are you asking around? Oh, it's been a while, hasn't it? It's been a long while, long while. You know, I always like working with your father, Johnny. He was he was a real good sort, very professional. I always appreciated that. But off the clock, he would also be willing to talk about family. Not everybody would. 
He'd talk about Johnny, said home. I gotta get home. I can't stay late. I appreciate that. Being very dutiful in your personal life says good things about your working life, you know? Yeah, but uh, he wouldn't let you get your hands on me, would he? I don't know why you have to put it like that. You're coming to me, Johnny. Yeah. Yeah. Can't believe it. Friend of mine was killed. That's terrible. Friend of yours? Yeah. Well, friend of a friend. Nasty business. I'm the friend, yeah. Your friend was killed. Oh, you look you look like you go beyond the wall. I, 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 I do some guiding work for some up-and-coming heroes, show them the what's for, try to get them out alive. You know, the basics, but... Uh... Don't be so shy. You don't get biceps like that sitting around looking at the wall. You must have some skills. You look tired, Layla. Yeah. I'm always tired. I'm always working. Ah, uh, don't don't let her fool you, Noah. I don't think she sleeps. I think uh I I don't think she knows how to sleep. I think that Johnny, you, you did you come here just to give away all my secrets or did you have uh something that you wanted to talk about? You seem to be driving at a point that you're also dancing around. Ah, uh, no one's a better dancer than you, Layla. Two-step mambo. The, uh, just kick off your shoes and go let it out. That's you. I've never gotten a straight answer out of you in my entire life. So I figured why ask a straight question. Fine, fine. We can dance. But I'm, I'm a mature woman. And I'm going to dance sitting down, if you don't mind. She walks around to this little sitting area. There uh, is a you know, magnificent, like, kind of gold and red velvet couch that she sort of delicately takes her place at. She's got a long cigarette holder. Um, she taps out the ash on that magnificent crystal ash tray and goes, you know, feel free to have a seat. Um, uh, coming over is, like, another one of these uh, people, like, dressed in black. They've got a tray that has this, like, crystal carafe and, like, three crystal glasses and he slowly starts pouring them. So you 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 came to me with a question that uh, is important enough that you'd be willing to waste my time, but also so important that you don't think you're going to be able to get a real answer out of me if you just ask it. Is that is that what I'm saying, Johnny? Talison. Talison. Yes, I believe we have a Talison working here, Johnny. Now. I am a person who can put two and two together, and I have to gather that this must be related to the friend that you told me unfortunately passed away recently. Is that correct? See, I knew it. You, you know things. You, you're the, that's why you run this town. That's why you know the magic that no one else does. You are, it's my dad liked you till the end, but he liked you. She smiles. So, Johnny. You've come to me, and you want something. I want to know why, in your infinite wisdom, that uh, you have broken some of your own rules, bringing beasts into town from other realms. And I mean, if if you're doing that, you got to be scared of something. I'm worried about you. I'm just worried about you. 
Johnny, because of my relationship with your father and out of consideration for all the good work he did for us while he was alive, I'll say this. My organization performs work on behalf of clientele. Now, list of clientele is private. That's how our business operates. But you can rest assured that our clientele pays for every service that we offer, and we execute those services to the letter to meet their satisfaction. Hello, heroes, and welcome to the mid-roll. Heroes, there is something very important that you have probably already heard on the feed that I wanted to talk about real quick. That is that OneShot is looking for a new host. James is not going to be coming back to this particular show. He is going to be focusing on other things here at the network. And I am not going to continue as the as the host for OneShot. For me, this was always an interim job. It was, it was to fill the seat while James was uh, doing parental things. And... There was actually a point in time where I asked James what it would take for me to be the full-time host of OneShot. And looking at what this show needs, looking at what the network needs, I'm not that person. There are a lot of things that I think that I'm pretty good at, and hosting this show is something I could probably become very good at, but the amount of time that it would take, the amount of effort it would take on my part... And the amount of time I'm going to have as not just a newer parent, but as someone who is going to be parenting a second baby here in just a little over a month, yeah, that's that's not something that I can help with. So if you think that you would be the person to take one shot into the future, to represent the show at conventions, to find the guests, to record the games, all of that, I'll still be the editor. I'll still be helping you sound amazing. Then hit the show notes and look for the link for the audition form. Uh, Auditions are open for a little while now, so go ahead and shoot your shot. Uh, Make sure you hit all the requirements in the form, and uh, we'll we'll see what happens. I cannot wait to see who takes over this show, and what they're able to do with it. Uh, As well, just a quick note to say that on uh, Wednesday, the 30th of November, I am going to have James on the One Shot Twitch channel. As you may may have noticed, I've been doing some magic content recently over at twitch.tv slash oneshotrpg. I'm really into magic right now. It's what I have time for, and I can get a lot of my storytelling vibes out that way via Commander, which is the format that I play. And I'm going to be teaching James how to play Commander. Not only that, but we're also going to have Arnie Parrott on the stream. So at 8.30 p.m. EST on November 30th, twitch.tv slash OneShotRPG, you'll be able to catch me and Arnie and James talking about magic and talking about Commander. I hope that you'll join us. And now, with all that out of the way, let's get to the show. That, that is an interesting word. Yeah, execute. You do certain, I mean, you, you are all of it, aren't you, Layla, aren't you? 
She bends forward and, and grabs the, the whiskey, like swirls it around a little bit, definitely gives, gives it a sniff, takes it in, and then sips it. You're a flatterer, but you are bad at it, Johnny. Yeah, I've heard that before. Much better at being prickly, I must say. Now, I do. I like your friend here. You're much less prickly. Please, take a drink. Take a drink. Oh, I'll take a couple, actually. It's been a long day. (laughs) (laughs) I can imagine. I can imagine. You know, there's a lot of emotional stress that comes with death and loss and processing it. And, you know, people wind up in situations that... uh, you know, it drives people to do funny things. Oh, hilarious things. They're just yeah. funny. No, I, I mean, do you, did you ever tell you how I know Layla here? Did you ever hear? Did you ever, no. Oh, no, it's a great story. It's a fantastic I, I mean, story. I would love to hear how you two know each other. I mean, she's she cares about me so much. I mean, you know, my dad used to work here, and that was, ah. Oh. It was like summer camp every time you came here. You walk through the door and you just feel cold. It's amazing. And Lila here, Layla, she was always, always there with a warm grimace. It was great. But don't worry, my dad kept me away from here, which was so sad. And then, and then when uh, he stopped being useful, I mean, there's no way to prove it, but I have a feeling that Lila had something to do with uh, his retirement, as it were, from a beating heart. But, I mean, that would, she'd never do that. She's such a kind person, giving us the whiskey and stuff. But she, she came to me after my father died, so sweet and so gentle, and said, you know, she really wanted me to, to take over in his stead because I apparently was so smart. But I wasn't smart enough to say I would do that, would I? No, because my dad said he didn't want me to, and it always seemed horrible to me. So I said no, and uh, that apparently was not smart enough for her because uh, when my father, who, um, you know, would work a lot and do horrible things that he wouldn't tell me about, uh, but would take his soul out of his body because that's a totally normal thing. When he would do that to, to, to do work, um, my childhood went pretty much down the crapper. But, you know, I always had a, a, a birthday card from good old Lila here. So, Layla, whatever. People call you all kinds of things. Anyway, so when I decided that my childhood was going to not affect the rest of my life, I started teaching preschool. You remember the preschool kids? Yeah, you remember. You you came, and when I wouldn't come work for you, instead of taking me, you you took all the kids. And um, God knows where they are, but I'm sure they're totally safe working in one of your factories and doing horrible childlike things for you. Johnny, how are you eating? Through the mouth, mostly. Mm, it doesn't look like it. You no. look thin. Yeah. You look thin. And you know, it's, it's, it's interesting because we both know that you have no problem if I just disappeared. But the fact that I'm still alive is just amazing. Getting more amazing by the second, Johnny. And you would agree to see me after all of this. Just makes me wonder, what do you think I know? She smiles again coldly. 
If you knew that, you would be a danger to me. And it's, Johnny, been years. So you're clearly not. So we can drop the pretense. Johnny. I want to know who your client is. I want to know why they had Evelyn killed. And I want to know why and who decided to bring one of those creatures into my town. That's a lot of wants, Johnny. That's a big wish list. That's expensive. If I was in the business of giving away who my clients were or why they wanted to come to me, I wouldn't be in business very long, now would I, Johnny? And I've been in business since your dad was little. And you look like it. I know that you're trying to be hurtful, Johnny, but like I said, people do funny things around things like guilt and grief. So I can forgive a word here or there, but my patience can wear thin. But I'm at heart a negotiator, so... Out of consideration for your father's hard work for this organization and my general fondness for him and my rapidly evaporating fondness for you, I'll offer you a deal. I will tell you who our client is and I will tell you about Towson and I'll tell you even why. But what you have to give me is just a, just a little piece of your memory. Hey, I, I don't know about this one there. I think this might be asking a bit much, eh? <laughs> it is a lot. It is a lot. But people do funny things around grief. So I'm thinking I might have a chance of getting what I want. You know, it, look, it sounds like the two of you got a lot of history. And I don't... <laughs> I, I, I know it's not all good history. I I, I know uh, I, I you know I could I can read the room and the the room is the room is uh is it's a story of uh, people who uh, really got some beef with each other. So maybe 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 we all take a step back, reconsider, take a breath. Um, Which memory? Oh, I can't tell you that, Johnny. But why would you want to cling to your memories anyway? It sounds like they give you an awful lot of pain. Ah, oh, man. Don't look back in anger. You'll never smile again. <laughs> you know, you don't have a lot of laugh lines on that face, Johnny, so I, I kind of feel like that's a bit of advice that doesn't apply to you. It's good seeing you, Layla. I think we'll see ourselves out. Oh, Johnny, I really, really wish that you'd reconsider. I'm sure you do. Are you sure you don't want to stay for a cookie? I've got some cookies. I got I got just a scotch of self-respect left. The minute that's gone, my memory is all yours. Take care. Watch your pockets. And she gestures to uh like two two people again like I feel like the room is lined with people in like these black outfits with these wide brimmed hats and you're it's hard to tell if they're like mannequins or humans until they move and they kind of like come by and escort you to towards the elevator 
I think I'm just gonna turn back real quick, and I'd like to try and use my fast talk to go. Hey, hey, hey look. With all the history between the two of you, and you and you liking me, and uh, you know, I'm gonna be honest with you, I like you a little bit. You can't uh, look just just a name, just a name. Give us something here. We, we didn't want to come all this way for nothing. Maybe there's just a little morsel you can give us, a, a free taste, so we come back for more, huh? She will gesture in the air with her cigarette, and the people escorting you will stop. You want a taste? Just a little, a little bit of information lets you know that it's worthwhile. Your friend, unfortunately, was looking around in places that she really shouldn't have. And accidents, not accidents, tragedies can happen when people do that. And with that, she'll like gesture forward and uh, you're towards the elevator. With that, like, absolute confirmation that she it's almost like she's bragging about killing this friend he's just gonna uh smile and go all right all right all right uh we'll get out of your hair um looks like we were gonna be snooping around in the same place as my friend did though uh so we got something to worry about she raises an eyebrow and goes probably oh all right well I like you less. <laughs> He's just going to walk in the elevator. Playlet, I I know where she was snooping. That's not why we came here. So what, what did we come here for? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Oh, never mind. We know, we know we're going to... I'm going to get back in this elevator. <laughs> just... Johnny, I'll admit, I don't know what game you're playing. But I am glad you came here. You know what? That's the first honest thing I think you've ever said to me. Take care of yourself, Johnny. See you on the flip side. And with that, the two you know folks that were escort- escorting you out of the room step onto the elevator with you, with the elevator attendant who you know had guided you in in the first place in there, and the doors shut and. After a shutter, it starts and starts going down. How do you feel about getting out of this building? I I would love that very much. I you know I maybe I was wrong about the insurance folks. Maybe they wouldn't have been so bad. Told you, this is not the greatest place, right? Tall man. Uh, none of them like say anything or really even feels like acknowledge your existence. I don't know what we did. Oliver's giving us the cold shoulder all of a sudden. I thought we I thought we were building a connection. Can I try to give Oliver a hug? Yeah. I I would like you to actually make a perception roll. Okay. I just want to see if I can screw Ooh. them. I want to make them do anything. 16. You missed the ground floor. That's like that's your you, that's your lucky number, right? Oh, that is my lucky number. Yeah. Oh boy. So you notice, like, just the speed of the elevator, uh, what it took for it to stop going up and what, what it must take for it to stop going down, that, like, you're, you're approaching the ground floor, but Oliver holding the crank that, that controls whether it goes up or down has made no indication that this elevator is going to be stopping at the ground floor. Looks like we're going on a sightseeing tour. 
Well, what are you, what are you talking about? Hey, 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 how, how far are we go? How far down are we going there, hey, uh, buddy? The elevator, like, shudders a little bit as it, like, you can see the light through, like, the, the grand doorway to the lobby, like, pass you by as you go down. You know, I, it, it does not take uh, the, you know, brilliant observant mind of John to let you know that this is a bad situation that you're in. Well, am I able to sort of talk to Noah, like, hushedly enough that maybe the other people don't hear us? I will allow you, like, languages are, are a big thing in fantasy games. Right. I feel like you could each have another language. Tell me what language you have in common and, and why you have it in common. And we'll just we'll just call it that. I, I, I feel like we both have like a Tragonic language in common um, mm -hmm. because we use it on the other side of the wall to talk to to, you know, creatures over there. So it's really helpful to know those, you know, kind of a. There's a common on this side, but, you know, with all the monsters and stuff, there's sort of a common on the other side. And we know that language. Yeah, there is like I think this language has like a lot of like hissing and like clicking of, of, of the cheek and tongue in it. It's something that, you know, does it's hard to make work in a human mouth, but like works really well in, in a like reptile mouth. So we we talking like bro almost broken, it. <laughs> yeah, I'm here for it. Yeah, well, I just want to sort of let him know is like, the point was to piss people off enough to take us somewhere else, and it seems that we've done that, and we either see where this is going or take these guys out first. How many uh, how many people are in the elevator? There are three people in the elevator with you. Oh, uh, he's just going to respond. Well, we know for sure that there's three here now. We don't know how many are waiting wherever they're going to send us. So uh, I'm ready to get dirty. And with that, can I just, I have a knife and a gun. I just want to pull out the knife and stab one of them and then shoot one yeah. of them in the head. <laughs> All right. We're going to have you pull initiative rolls. Neither of you are trained in initiative, but uh, that doesn't matter. <laughs> you just, just roll the die. I don't know. Yeah. Care. 16. 16. What? <laughs> on earth? Okay, you, you definitely, absolutely have the drop on these folks. I can't believe your lucky number has come up twice. Twice. <laughs> this is bananas. I don't this... know why it's coming up for me, but I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> Shane, what, what I'm going to say is, like, you are, well, I'll roll for these characters. Now is when we're going to start rolling like shit and die. <laughs> <laughs> what if that yep. was it? Okay, John, you are up first. Um, you are going to be able to act before anybody else acts. Like uh, you can play it really cool drawing your knife and like the strike is faster than really anyone can see or react to. And because you rolled your lucky number on initiative, I'm going to let you that there is a detail in this situation that benefits you. Maybe it's even something that like you sized up as soon as you walked into the elevator the first time. Tell me, what is it? Oh, what? Okay. You just tell me if 
if I can do this. The detail is that I noticed that there's a uh, on the on the the handbrake thing that makes it go up and down. There's basically mm-hmm. an emergency brake, or like if I jerk it, if I stop it really quick, it will stop really quick. So when I do that, I can the the three people there are like basically shook, shaken. Maybe they fall. I don't know. Depends how fast it stops, but it it throws them off. Oh, and that's so, great. That's great. Yeah, that'll that'll add difficulty to all all of their checks against you. Perfect. So you do that. I, I want you to roll your attack. You have skill with with this knife. Twelve. I will say that that is gonna hit. That is gonna do two damage. You do. You can spend from your stats uh, to add extra damage if you like. But that I is would like optional. All right. Um, so this is speed, most likely. So spend spend three from your speed. Although, like this is a this is a moment where like you can make arguments for things if you would like to spend from different stats. Speed is like the one most obviously connected to a knife, but like I could see like an argument for intellect of like ah, I am I I know right. human physiology so well that I stab him right in the kidney or something. I'm like good that. with speed. Okay. All right. So. Uh, how much damage does it say your gun does? Two. Pull that up. Two. All right. So that is gonna be five damage, and we'll say this hits Oliver. You know, you were trying to go after the guy who ha- had the controls, and that would be Oliver. So, right. like, you you stab him really quick, and like, I, I feel like shoulder check him. Uh, and it triggers the emergency brake while you do it. That causes the elevator to jolt. Um, I feel like this was the sort of situation where you had kind of like looked to Noah and like shared that like, hey, this is the moment that that things are going to go down. So Noah, you you braced enough that you're going to be able to act first in the situation. So you you said you loaded up your bow and you're you're going to fire. Firing two shots. Two shots. Okay. Um, uh, so are, this is you using your ability to, like, d- disable someone, correct? Yeah. Hold on. Let me double check. So I, I believe one of the abilities that you have is, like, you can fire two arrows. One does the damage as normal, and the other, like, is sort of like the green arrow trick of, like, you know, arrowing their sleeve to the wall. Oh, yeah, covering fire. You may yeah. uh, fire an additional arrow with an attack. And increase the difficulty of that opponent's actions by one. Perfect. All right. Who are you targeting? Is Oliver taken out of commission? Oliver's not taken out of commission, but like he is stabbed in the kidney. He's not looking good. Yeah. A focus fire. So like when he hunches down, that's when Noah goes to finish it. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, Yeah. Make that roll. Okay. Oh, that's not great. That's a nine. Ooh, a nine. Well, I mean, lucky for you, there are a lot of extenuating factors in this circumstance. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say that, like, probably the difficulty was around level three, right? Which would be right at a nine. Like, you have this expertise with the bow. I, I, I imagine the situation got a little bit more difficult because, like, the elevator was jerking, and also you're in such close quarters. You have, like, a great bow. It is, like, a big bow that is slung across your shoulder. However, yeah. 
Like there is a archery technique of like doing very short draws. So I, I feel like you can pull that off. So like you just stab you, him with you, the arrow. Yeah. <laughs> Like the there is a theory going around in like some archery circles that I actually really like that medieval archers probably did not fire at full draw unless they were doing like volleys of shots because like you can get off a lot of like very quick shots with like a half drawn bow. There is an amazing YouTube video of somebody who like carries a fistful of arrows and fires off like five shots at a plate before it hits the ground. Truly wonderful. Gotta look up that 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 skill archery stuff um but yeah i feel like this is noah like this is showing what you are like beyond the wall and you like boom boom like i i think you fire off an arrow it hits oliver in the back i i think your bow did four damage if i'm correct my bow does four plus one so five damage five damage yeah brutal you that takes Oliver out of the fight, which is good because his initiative was equal to yours and he was going to act pretty quick, but you did manage to take him out. So the other arrow, I, I think, can go down to the the next thug in the initiative order. And um, you like basically like fire one shot quick and then like you've got the other arrow in your hand, you fire again. Boom. Uh, what what part of this person are you like pinning to the wall? Uh, I think in the baggy area of the of, of like the groin and the pants, like I don't actually hit anything in the groin, but I pin like the pants. Big intimidation uh, move. Yeah, uh, like, yeah. hey, that's a warning shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, at this point, like these folks are frazzled. We are. I, I need both of you to make a defense role here now you do have defense skills uh th- that i gave you um this game is a little bit free form with the skills shane i believe your character has either dodge or trying to match what uh your character description was i created the intellect defense skill of dauntless which is essentially you are so fearless in a combat situation like you don't flinch the way other people would flinch which which makes it harder to hit you in a weird way because you are still in a way that is unnatural to your opponents so it, depending on the flavor that you want you can pick one of those and i believe the defense skill that we have here uh is parry for yeah. for you noir so yeah make make those defense rolls and let me know what you each got oh now we're back at it that's a uh, nat 20 Dang, oh, girl. shoot. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. So here's what happens, folks. One of them rolls a five. And on top of the two levels of difficulty that were already added to what he's doing from both the elevator and having his pants pinned to the elevator, he reaches into his jacket to, like, pull out a crystal ball, but... It, like as he is doing that, that's when the like arrow hits his pants. He he stumbles. He drops that crystal ball onto the ground. It shatters. The other one does manage to pull out a crystal ball. And you said you rolled a ten. I did. Yeah. This hits, but just barely. So what I think happens is this would have been. Like, in fiction, obviously not in 
like the 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 reality of the game but like this would have been a lethal blow but because john is like so cool and focused you like move your body in exactly the right way to prevent like the most harm from happening what happens is a horrible like almost insectoid leg juts out of this crystal ball and like smashes into the elevator wall behind you you are going to take uh I, i'm gonna say a four damage to your might oh i see how this works okay i understand the game <laughs> mm -hmm. folks we understand the game we are we are at three hours 37 minutes into the recording three hours 38 and we understand the game now <laughs> record tie <laughs> This episode of One Shot uses music from the following artists. Lineage by Shimmer and Dystopia by Ian Koloski. This episode of One Shot was edited and sound designed by Tracy Barnett. You can find more of their work online, anywhere, at The Other Tracy. That's it for One Shot this week, but don't worry, we'll be back next week with the final episode in this series of Shotguns and Sorcery. Design Doc started as a podcast about designing a role-playing game. Over the years, it's turned into so much more. It's a show about the challenges of burnout, making money from creative projects, and what goes into bringing a game to life. Come along with Hannah and Evan in a living documentation of the game design process. One review described it as the audio equivalent of taking a hike with a good friend. You can search for Design Doc on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. As usual, we end one shot with a call to action, and this week, heroes, I'm going to ask again that you look locally and find food banks that you can help out. Obviously, during this time of the year, uh, food scarcity can be a real issue. There are holidays here in America that are very focused on eating and on gathering together and on people celebrating, and there are frankly just not enough people, who, there are frankly people who just don't have enough food. And that's absolutely a tragedy in this country where there is so much food uh, that could be spread to so many people. So if you have a local food bank or a, a donation box or a soup kitchen that you can donate to or volunteer at, then please do so. Uh, you should be able to find them online pretty easily. See what you can do to help someone eat this season. Thanks, heroes. As always, a humble and hearty thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend. You can also leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show. For the latest one-shot news, be sure to follow me on Twitter at OneShotRPG. Look us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod, or look for news on the site at OneShotPodcast.com. If you want to inquire about ad rates, live appearances, commissioning episodes, or you have a general question or comment for the show, contact us at gamemaster at oneshotpodcast.com. OneShot is a production of the OneShot Podcast Network in association with Paracosm Press. Paracosm Press is a Chicago-based tabletop games publisher. You can find more information at P-A-R-A-C-O-S-M 
WordPress.com. Finally, that music which is right now swelling up over my voice is Adventure by Be Your Own Pet, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes.